Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 87 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I hope this episode finds you well, and I thank you for giving me some of your time today. On today's episode, we're discussing sayings with letters in them. I've got no ado for today, so let's get right to today's phrases, origins, history, and more. First up for today is to mind your P's and Q's. This saying can be used to mean mind your manners or to be on alert. One theory for the origin is that it was advice given to printers' apprentices and children learning to write, reminding them not to mix up the similar lowercase letters P and Q. The problem with this is that there are other letters that this could apply to, such as lowercase b and d. Another theory suggests it is simply an abbreviated way of saying mind your pleases and thank yous, since please starts with P and you rhymes with Q. This would fit in with the mind your manners meaning. Yet another idea says that it comes from French dancing instructions to perform P's and Q's properly, which means feet and tails respectively. Tail in this sense most likely meant pigtails, wigs, or just hair in general. And yet even another theory posits that old-timey times sailors were warned not to get stains on their peacoats from their dirty pigtails. Or, once again, cues. One of the most popular ideas comes from the pub. P's and cues supposedly stood for pints and quarts on a person's tab, so the bartender could mark down how many of each sized drink a customer had had. I think it's safe to say that no one really knows for sure exactly where this saying came from. Maybe it was one of these theories, a combination of them, or something else entirely. What we do know is that it was in use by at least the early 17th century, because we find it in 1602 in a play by English dramatist and pamphleteer Thomas Decker. It was called The Untrussing of the Humorous Poet, and in it he wrote this exchange between characters, quote, Here's your cloak. I think it rains, too. Hide my shoulders in it. Troth, so thou hast need, for now thou art in thy P and Q. End quote. He spelled it P-E-E and K-U-E, and the way he used it seems to imply that he's talking about clothing. However, five years later in 1607, in another one of Decker's plays that he co-wrote with John Webster, another English dramatist, titled Westward Ho, we find it used differently. Quote, at her P and Q, neither merchant's daughter, alderman's wife, young country gentlewoman, nor courtier's mistress can match her. End quote. Here, they simply wrote it as the letters P and Q, and this use doesn't reference clothing. So within five years, we find it in print with two different spellings and two different uses. It's a saying with many possible origins and multiple meanings, and as such, its history is somewhat ambiguous. I think it's safe to say it came into use around the turn of the 17th century, based on the first known use in print, 
But as far as everything else, well, I guess you can pick your favorite origin and just go with that. Now, let's look at the best. If something is A1, then it's the best, first rate. This one is a bit less tricky to pin down, and its origin is filled with ship. Really good ships, in fact. A1 began as the saying A1 at Lloyd's, and came from the Lloyd's of London Marine Insurance Company. The company was started by a man named Edward Lloyd, who owned a coffee shop that was popular with sailors, merchants, and ship captains, whom he would give information about shipping. After he died in 1713, his work was continued by some of his former customers, who called themselves the Register Society. In 1764, they printed their first register of ships, which was a resource for both insurance and shipping businesses. In 1834, the company name changed to Lloyd's Register of British and Foreign Shipping, and it is believed that the saying came about around this time. In their ship rating system, an A-1 ship was the best of the best, one that met the highest standards and was immaculately maintained. Here's a line from their register, quote, The character A denotes new ships, or ships renewed and restored. The stores of vessels are designated by the figures 1 and 2, one signifying that the vessel is well and sufficiently found. End quote. Now, for many people, the phrase A1 may bring to mind a certain steak sauce. So, as a bonus origin story, here's the legend of how it got its name. Supposedly, the sauce, or at least the recipe it's based off of, was first created in the 1820s by a man named Henderson William Brand. He was the chef for England's King George IV. When the king tried the sauce, he declared it to be a number one sauce, which became A1 for short. Now, many people consider this to be nothing more than a folk etymology, but hey, it's a fun story. Now. Let's get precise. If something is to a T, it means it is exact, precise, or proper. The Oxford English Dictionary tells us two things. First, you can spell the T in to a T as T-E-E or just the letter T. Secondly, it tells us that the origin of this one is unknown. However, we do know it was in use by 1693 because it shows up in print that year. It was in a work of satire titled The Humors and Conversations of the Town, written by a man named James Wright. He wrote, quote, All the under villages and townsmen come to him for redress, which he does to a T. End quote. Now, if we look at an older, longer version of the phrase, to a tittle, we can trace it back much further into old-timey times. In the King James Version of the Bible, in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, it says, For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Then in the book of Luke, chapter 16, verse 17, we find this, And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. These verses tell us that the scriptures must be followed completely, or in other words, exactly, precisely, and properly. They must be followed to a T. 
One more theory before moving on is that the saying is related to the right angle measuring tool, a T. When carving or cutting something with a right angle, you hold the T up to it and make your cut to the T's measurement. Like many sayings we've looked at, it is likely that this phrase comes from a combination of some or all of these origins. And with that, let's move on. I'm willing to bet that a lot of people say the word okay a lot, each and every day. It means that things are, well, okay, that they're all right, things are good. Such a popular word must have a well-known origin, right? Well, not so much. Some say it comes from the Choctaw word oka, spelled O-K-E-H. Others say that it stems from a word in the Wolof language spoken in sub-Saharan Africa. It might be a Civil War nickname for biscuits. Perhaps it's an abbreviation for open key, a telegraphing term. While all of these and more may be a form of okay, the origin of the word as we use it is actually far less ambiguous, although it kind of happened on accident. In 1839, an American journalist named Charles Green was working for the Boston Morning Post. It was a time when abbreviations were becoming more popular. And in a satirical article Green wrote about grammar, he included OK as an abbreviation for all correct, spelled O-L-L-K-O-R-R-E-C-T. This is what our modern-day usage of OK is attributed to. Even if this isn't the technical origin of the saying, it is at least the usage that made it a more popular thing to say. Another version of the saying is A-OK, which is believed to have been first used by United States astronauts in 1961. It was an abbreviation for All Systems OK, or All OK. OK then, it's time for today's familiar quotation. Toppers, today's familiar quotation is from Richard Price. Here's what he had to say about letters. Quote, Writers spend three years rearranging 26 letters of the alphabet. It's enough to make you lose your mind day by day. End quote. Thank you, Mr. Price, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words, love advice from old-timey times. Remember that this advice is over a 100 years old, and I'm sharing it for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't brood. That way, madness lies. Don't hesitate if you catch yourself brooding to take a day off in the best way you can. Go out and gossip with your friend. Get to a theater where there is a play that will make you laugh. Or try a concert or a cinema show. Anything that will take you out of yourself. Take the brooding habit in time before it gets too strong a hold of you. And now for the men. Don't sulk when things go wrong. If you can't help being vexed, say so and get it over.
All right, toppers, that's going to do it for episode 87. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnaphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, for details about the music I use in the show, and much more. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast, researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, thanks for being such A1 listeners. Toodaloo! Let me rephrase. I've got no ado for today, so let's get right to... (laughs) That was funnier in print. Another theory suggests it is simply an abbreviated way of saying mind your pleases and thanks you. Thanks you. (laughs) One of the most popular ideas demos from the pub. Demo? (laughs) Nope, that's the wrong word and the way he used it seems to imply that he's talking about a clo- a, a, a clothing <laughs> he's talking about a clothing one signifying that the vessel is well and sufficient <laughs> now many people consider this to be nothing more than folk and bless you count others say it stems from a word in the wolof language language <laughs>